Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 183, The Power of Your Mind. It's January 15th, 2024. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, etc. I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any fashion. I have discontinued the music for my intros and outros in order to be more inclusionary for people who have hearing loss or are in the hard of hearing community. It is difficult for people who have hearing loss or are hard of hearing to hear and discern voice when combined with music. I invite you to join the movement, get other podcasters and social media people to ditch music when combined with voice. That would be helpful. And of intro, no music. The power of your mind. Well, I am extremely excited about this topic because I'm a fan of using your mind to the maximum, which is not what we typically do in society, which is why some people think I'm crazy. At the same time, when I lay out the research on the mind, I think you'll see I'm completely vindicated and and my point of view is valid. So just to distinguish the mind, the mind as a word is a noun and what it means is the element of a person that enables them to be aware of the world and their experiences to think and to feel the faculty of consciousness and thought the brain on the other hand also a noun is an organ of soft tissue contained in the skull functioning as a coordinating center of sensation and nervous activity The brain and the mind are sometimes used interchangeably. However, the brain is an organ composed of nerve cells which can be touched. The mind is a construct which is considered to be mental and cannot be touched. The brain and the mind interact. The mind is energy and generates energy through thinking, feeling, choosing and building thoughts thoughts according to the research are made up of proteins which creates neuroplasticity according to the research your brain is never the same because it changes with every experience you have every moment of the day also according to the research you can learn to con- to manage your thoughts and actions So we've got the brain and we've got the mind. They interact, they have this little dance, and we're gonna add a third piece, which is consciousness. Consciousness is your awareness or perception of something as a person. In this podcast on the power of your mind, I'd like to just gently bring up some highlights from the research. One of the pieces is what's called mindsets. A mindset is a set of assumptions that you use to break down complexities of the world into more manageable parts so you can deal with it. You then, as a human being, set expectations based on input, based on the mindset you're using. 
According to jo Jacob, Dr. Jacob Towery, who is a adjunct clinical professor in the Department of Psychiatry at Stanford University, quote, while mindsets can be helpful for distilling information and managing expectations, they can be maladaptive, lead to personal problems, feelings of guilt, inadequacy, sadness, and anxiety, end quote. The important piece of what I just quoted to you was that mindsets can be helpful and they can also be maladaptive. When something is maladaptive, it's not helpful. According to Dr. Carol Dweck, D-W-E-C-K, D -W -E -C -K, from the University at Stanford, she talks about in her research growth versus a fixed mindset. Now these are belief systems. So a mindset is actually a belief system that you employ and there are many of them. This is one example, growth versus fixed. In a growth mindset, you know that you can change over time because you can be open to reflect, to learn and to grow from challenges. You are more willing with a growth mindset to embrace life's challenges because failure is not as threatening. You take feedback as a chance to learn and continue to learn throughout your lifetime. You are less likely with a growth mindset to personalize setbacks. Perceived weaknesses are seen as a challenge that can be motivating or even fun to overcome. That is a growth mindset. In a fixed mindset, it can be hard to find motivation to work through perceived weaknesses. You are less open to mistakes and setbacks in a fixed mindset are seen as inevitable or inherent and thwarting future success. Those are very different outcomes based on the belief system of either a growth mindset or a fixed mindset. From the research, mindsets impact your reality. So your reality is based on your mindset. Another way to say that is your reality is based on your belief systems or your attitudes or how you look at the world. So this is extremely important because your beliefs or your mindset can impact the way that you think, the way that you feel, and even how you physiologically respond. Now, I do want to give you a quote from Dr. Bruce Lipton from a lunch bunch uh, at the Delaware Hospice with Dr. Judy Pearson. And here's what Dr. Lipton has to say. We're going back now to the subconscious mind. People don't even acknowledge that their subconscious mind is at play when the fact is it is a million times more powerful than the conscious mind. Your subconscious can sabotage your best efforts or be recruited to enhance your life, end quote. So when we're talking about the conscious mind, according to all the research I have seen, the conscious mind, that's the part where you're actually aware of your thinking, you're aware of your thoughts, you're, you have an awareness, is anywhere between five to 10% of your mind. 
Well, what happens to the rest of your mind? The rest of your mind is relegated to what's called the subconscious mind. It's also been called the unconscious mind. So I kind of refer to it as the subconscious unconscious mind. That's 90 to 95% of your mind, which you don't have access to. I do have a podcast going into much greater detail about the subconscious and unconscious mind, which is very important in my humble opinion, if you want to harness the power of your mind. Why? Because I just read a quote from Dr. Bruce Lipton about your subconscious mind being, you know, a million times more powerful. That is born by decades of research. Please broaden your horizons, be a little open, listen to my podcast on the subconscious, unconscious mind, or you can read a book. There's a, a, a classic book on the subconscious, unconscious mind by Joseph Miller. But what I'm bringing to you now is more, more up-to-date research. So you've got your mind, you've got your brain, and you've got in part of your mind is your subconscious mind. So I want to talk to you now about some research from PubMed that uh, involves Dr. Bruce Lipton. And just so you know, Dr. Bruce Lipton is the author of The Biology of Belief, and I believe he's also written some other books. He is a cell biologist who actually is an epigeneticist. So he's in epigenetics. Epigenetics. This is in a PubMed article titled, The Jump from Cell, cell Culture to Consciousness. This is a Clinician's Journal of Integrative Medicine from December 2017 by Craig Guftason. Guftason. So in this article, Dr. Lipton is talking about how the brain, your brain, is a chemist. Basically, Dr. Lipton is saying that your perception changes your blood chemistry. According to this article in the research, the perception of love, we're talking about perception, the perception of love introduces elements such as dopamine, oxytocin, vasopressin, and growth hormone, all chemicals which enhance vitality, health, and a glowing body. So the introduction of dopamine, oxytocin, vasopressin, and a growth hormone are provided as a result of the perception of love. And they result in health, harmony, and a glowing body, according to the research. So with your brain acting as a chemist, if you're not perceiving love, you might be in a state of fear. According to the research, in a state of fear, the body does not release the love chemicals I just listed. Instead, the brain releases stress hormones and inflammatory agents, which changes your blood chemistry. It cancels out the growth. So according to this research piece, your brain is a chemist that translates your perceptions of life, of reality, of your reality to match, it changes your blood chemistry to match your perceptions. 
show your mind, we're talking about the power of your mind, your mind provides imagery. Your brain then takes the imagery of your mind and matches it with the corresponding chemical chemistry. Chemicals or chemistry. So whatever you've got going on in the imagery of your mind is what your brain is going to try to match. You're either having a perception of love, in which case you get dopamine, oxytocin, vasopressin, and a growth hormone, all good for you. Or in an opposite end, you'd be in a state of fear and get stress hormones and inflammatory agents. This is very important for your health and your well-being. I hope you can see that. They're studying the human body and the mind and the brain. And this is where we're at. We're at the point where we can tell changes in blood chemistry based on perceptions. I hope you can hear how extremely life-changing this could be for you. Where are your emotions most of the day? Are you sad? Are you tired? Are you upset? Where is your emotional state? What is your mind's imagery? This is an opportunity because if your imagery in your mind is sadness, loss, anger, resentment, upset, bereavement, you know, all the negative, then your body is going, your brain is going to try to match that with stress hormones and uh, inflammatory agents. That's not going to be good for you. So that's a very significant piece. You can find that article in PubMed. It's pretty lengthy. I just gave you the high points. So and one last piece of research before I start to bring this all together for you. So one of the things I found in the research, which I loved, because I love to be validated. I love my points of view to be reinforced by research. That's what I love. Well, I love many things, but this, of course, is very uh, significant, which is the research on when you're thinking about the future. So this is from Berkeley Greater Good Magazine, not PubMed, but Berkeley Greater Good Magazine by Summer Allen from May 2019. Now, this in science, when you're thinking about the future, they call that prospection. So prospection is when you're thinking about the future. And this article from the Berkeley Greater Good magazine talks about four ways planning your future or introspection can help you. Number one, it helps you make more prudent decisions. Number two, it helps you achieve your goals if you do it right. Three, it improves psychological well-being. And four, it makes us more kind and generous. Those are four very significant benefits when you are thinking about your future. I am a diehard fan of creating your future. From the beginning, I've been talking about creating your future, setting goals, moving your life in a positive direction towards love and affection, towards being well-loved. My very first podcast is titled Be Well-Loved. 
So of course I'm a fan of planning and creating your future with all of the good stuff. So now we know it's called prospection, prospection, and now we have four benefits. Well, making more prudent decisions is a good thing. Helping us have motivation to achieve our goals is a good thing. Improving psychological well-being is a good thing. And helping us be more kind and generous. These are phenomenal outcomes or benefits for thinking about your future. Now you combine that with the blood chemistry that Dr. Bruce Lipton talks about in the PubMed article that I listed. Then you have thinking about your future with the perception of love. And then your body, your brain is going to create the chemistry to match the perceptions of love as you're thinking about your future. I hope you're seeing how this pieces together. I'll tie it up all shortly. So the power of your mind then, because this is the podcast about the power of your, power of your mind. So with, with these pieces, number one, you could choose a positive and empowering mindset. For example, a growth mindset. Two, you could ensure and choose empowering beliefs and attitudes like an abundance mindset. Like, you know, the world is out for my good. The universe is out to support me. There are many, many empowering attitudes and belief systems you could choose. Three, you could use the perceptions of love to change your blood chemistry in a good way. Four, you could use neuroplasticity of the brain to rewire or reprogram your brain from negativity to more ways of positive thinking, which I have talked about in my podcast on negative thinking and in multiple other podcasts. Five, you could put content into your subconscious with intention. Six, you could get benefits by creating and planning and thinking about your future. Seven, you could shift your perceptions about yourself, about your life, about your future, and therefore shift your reality. Eight, you could learn to control your thoughts, behaviors, and emotions. Nine, you could learn new habits and practices and change how you do life. And 10, you could even change your personality if that's what you wanted. The possibilities are exciting and endless. There are endless possibilities based on understanding how your perceptions change your blood chemistry. But that's not all. That's not all. We're not going to leave it there. We're going to go right into one of my other favorite science topics, which supports the power of your mind, which is the science of psychoneuroimmunology. If you're not familiar with psychoneuroimmunology, I have a podcast on that combined with neuroplasticity of the brain. But basically, the science of psychoneuroimmunology tells us that cues, signals, and events happening outside of our body, completely outside of our body, can be disease permissive for inflammatory conditions, including cancer, asthma, sepsis, cardiovascular disease, acute viral infections, 
and others. Let that sink in. Things outside of your body, completely outside of your body, can be disease permissive. Now we're gonna marry that up with the blood chemistry. So something happens outside of your body, maybe you go into a fear state and instead of you know, providing oxytocin and vasopressin and dopamine and all the good stuff, your body's producing stress hormones and anti and inflammatory agents. That's not good. So this is like a perfect marriage of the brain chemistry with the science of psychoneuroimmunology. Doing different things then can become disease preventive. So psychoneuroimmunology is a perfect match for what the, we know now about the brain chemistry, although I believe they're completely separate fields. Um, I'm going to pile on with neuroplasticity and Marion Diamond's research on tender loving care and the research on love. Her research on love ends up with it's perhaps the most valuable intentional emotion for human beings that there ever could be. I would say if we look at psychoneuroimmunology, neuroplasticity, and now this, the brain chemistry of how the brain changes your blood chemistry based on your perceptions, it all points back to love and your emotions and your ability to create your reality and your future. Therefore, your mind is a tool. How can you use your mind to be the most it can possibly be? Well, first of all, for many of you listening to this podcast, the place to begin is learning how to identify, manage, process, and regulate your emotions. That's the place for many of you to begin. Of course, in particular, because we want you having love emotions and happiness emotions, because we want your blood chemistry to be filled with dopamine, oxytocin, vasopressin, and, and you know, the good stuff. Learning how to manage and process your emotions will help you take advantage of better blood chemistry. To that end, I have a workbook on my website. It's free. It's right below the Newsweek logo. If you're on the internet on the right hand side of the page, if you're on a mobile app, the Newsweek logo is at the very bottom and the downloadable free PDF on emotional processing is below the Newsweek logo. Now it's free and you do not have to even register. You can just go to the website and take it, download it. We are on version, I think the last I looked, version 5.0 was up. Version 6.0 hopefully will be up this week, fingers crossed. Once you start to really learn how to manage and process your emotions, you will start gaining control. And the more control you have over emotions, you will be able to deal with the sad emotions, deal with anger, deal with betrayal, deal with these difficult emotions, which is the area that most people need a boost in. I don't know really anybody who needs help with being happy. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe you need help with being happy, but most people don't. So learn emotional processing. In my workbook, I'm talking about emotional processing that you do in your mind. This is a podcast on the power of your mind. Most of what's out there in the world that I've seen on emotional processing is not what you do in your mind. Most of what I've looked at is 
punch a pillow, talk to a friend, draw a picture, rip up a paper, cry, like, you know, be grateful. These are the things that are on the web. Those are not bad things. I'm not dismissing them. I'm not belittling them. I'm not in any way disparaging them. They are not, however, what you do in your mind. You need context. You need to look at all kinds of different aspects to be able to run through managing and processing your emotions. Download the workbook and get to work on that because you want to take advantage of your brain's ability to change your blood chemistry into a more powerful, healthy, harmonious, glowing outcome. Like you really do. This actually might be why I look younger than I am. I don't know. I mean, we're learning all the science that supports how I've done my life for my entire life. But it, it's interesting because it's like, oh, well, maybe that's why I look a little younger. I don't know. So number one, to use your mind as the most powerful tool that it is, you have to get facility with your emotions. You want to become an emotional champ. Now, I do beg to differ. There are a few of you listening to this podcast who believe you have this perception that you have high emotional intelligence. For some of you, that might be true. However, for a large number of you, that's not true. What's true is you're an emotional reasoner. Emotional reasoners use emotions as if they're facts. And they reason with their emotions instead of reasoning with facts. So if you think you have high emotional intelligence and if you think you're really good in the area of emotional intelligence, I would check yourself. I would just really check yourself. This is a difficult area. I have found, so emotional reasoners, that's actually a form of a cognitive distortion or irrational thinking and I found it to be common and I've also found emotional reason reasoning is a little hard to sort out when you're dealing with people some of the other cognitive distortions are much easier to pinpoint and pick up on than emotional reasoning so some of you listening to this podcast think that you're amazing when it comes to your emotions and you really do not have the skills I'm talking about in the workbook. What you do is you use your emotions to reason with and, and you're really irrational. So you do want to check yourself if you're listening to this podcast thinking, oh no, I'm great with my emotions. Because I've had people tell me that. Oh yeah, no, I'm really great with my emotions and what they are is emotional reasoners. And they are not logical and they are not rational. So check yourself if that's what you're thinking. This is the place to start. Your life will change dramatically when you gain the skills that I have in my workbook. I have been told the workbook is straightforward. I have been told the workbook is easy to use, that it's not complicated. That's what I'm going on is the feedback. If you have a question, if it doesn't make sense to you, you can shoot me an email so I can sort that out. But start by learning to harness your emotions, which means you become masterful in managing and processing your emotions. I promise you that will make a huge difference. It will also serve you to understand that your subconscious or unconscious mind runs the show. 
that podcast I mentioned, the power, or, you know, your subconscious and unconscious mind will lay that out. It's a, I don't know, 30 or 40 minute podcast, however long it is, on the distinction of the subconscious and unconscious mind. This is extremely important because you don't have access to that part of your mind. So you do not have access to 90 to 95% of your mind. That's a fact. You can, however, using neuroplasticity of the brain, reprogram what's in there. Well, the caveat is you don't know what's in there. Well, I can promise you not good stuff is in there. For the most part, for most of us, the stuff that's in your subconscious and unconscious mind is not good. It is not pleasant. It is not pretty. But you don't have to know what's in there because you can use affirmations or some other stimuli or some other intentional action to rewire or reprogram your mind, your subconscious and unconscious mind, even though you don't have access to it. There are books about rewiring your brain, rewiring your mind. This is science. I've talked about it. It's science. Anybody who says affirmations would not work to change something about you or your life does not understand neuroplasticity of the brain. I hate to break it to you. It's that simple. The videos doctors have done on YouTube are amazing. This is science, people. Neuroplasticity of the brain is science, and it means you can change almost anything about yourself, your perceptions, your life, with intentional actions or stimuli done over time. I don't know how much time. It depends on what you're doing. But you could begin, if you want to really harness the power of your mind, begin by understanding you have this subconscious and unconscious, what it does, what it doesn't do. I think you'll find that podcast a little enlightening and interesting. And start to harness that by putting this right stuff in there. Reprogram it. Just like forget what's in there, but reprogram it. Many of my other podcasts will help you because some of you are struggling with the fact that you don't like yourself, you don't love yourself, some of you are self-loathing. These are not good perceptions of yourself when it comes to your brain creating chemistry to match. I hope you can feel that and hear that. If you are self-loathing, or maybe you just like think, I'm unworthy, I'm undeserving, I'm unlovable, nobody likes me, nobody cares. You, you see, your that's your imagery. That's your perception. That's your reality. Your brain, according to the science that I listed earlier, your brain is going to do its best job to match that, giving you inflammatory agents and stress hormones instead of the good stuff. This is even more reason to get on the road to love yourself, to love your imperfections, to appreciate yourself, because you are shooting yourself in the foot with the brain chemistry of how your brain changes your blood if you don't like yourself or you you know don't appreciate yourself or you don't love yourself and for some of you I know this is a very big deal that I am talking about liking yourself or loving yourself for some of you you cannot imagine a day when you would love yourself okay I understand that that doesn't matter you could make up your mind today, right now, listening to this podcast. She's right. I want to have good blood. I want my blood to be all the good stuff. I'm going to get on the road to love myself. I'm going to do whatever it takes to turn this around. 
And you could, and you actually would if you were that committed. If you were all in, yep, this low self-esteem thing has to go. It's just, I've got to get done with it. Okay, I'm going to make signs. I'm going to listen to her podcast. I'm going to do what it takes because I want the good blood chemistry. I don't know why. Why would you want the bad blood chemistry? I don't know. Like, you can have whatever kind of blood chemistry you want, people. It's your blood. It's your future. It's your life. Like, do whatever you want. I'm sharing with you the science, though, in the hopes that you get inspired to say, yes, I don't know what it's going to take for me to like myself. I don't know what it's going to take for me to learn this or learn that, but gosh darn it, I want an amazing life. I want to be happy like her. Even though she has all this nasty stuff happen to her, she's still happy. Yeah, go visit the people at Cedarwood Rehab Center in Tyrone. They'll tell you what I'm like. <laughs> Hi, everybody there. I know. Um, I did just run into one of the nurses the other week <laughs> in the town where I am now, and we were laughing. So this is the power of your mind. Your mind is incredible. Your mind changes your blood chemistry, your brain does, based on the imagery of your mind. That, people, is so significant, I don't think I need to say any more. All of my podcasts are going to help you move away from negative thinking, help you learn how to manage your emotions and deal with your emotions. My podcasts, all 182 of the other ones, will help you with whatever you need. And there's more coming, by the way. There seems to be no end. I thought I'd be done with podcasts by now and and move into interviewing people because I do have a list of people to interview. However, it appears the universe is not done with me. So I will continue generating podcasts until such a time as I can move into interviewing people, which I'm very excited about some of the people on my interview list. These are people I know, by the way, personally, who are experts in the field. So it's time for you to recognize that your mind inside your brain is exceptionally powerful and the imagery that you have in your mind, your brain is going to try to match chemically. What more can I say? I am committed that you have a beautiful life. I'm committed that you have a life where you are well-loved, happy, and healthy. That's my commitment. It's what I want for you because I, I like it when people are happy. And by the way, I know for some of you, it's really going to be, you're going to have to make some changes. For some of you listening to this podcast, you are going to have to make some changes. Well, guess what? Get a reward system, get a team of people. I give you all the suggestions in most, many of my podcasts to help you. It doesn't have to be boring, make it fun, make it exciting. This could be the most exciting time of your life. This could be the day where you decide, you know what? I'm sick and tired of negativity. I'm sick and tired of feeling bad about myself. I want dopamine, oxytocin, vasopressin, and the good stuff in my blood. I'm going for it. And then go for it because you can. You absolutely can. So that's my take on the power of your mind. It's incredible. Of course, I love this because it validates what I've done in life since I was young. 
It's always nice to be validated. It's especially nice when the science vindicates you for how you live life. So this is, of course, why I love this content, along with neuroplasticity and psychoneuroimmunology. I know life is hard. Life will become easier and better the, with intention when you grow skills and abilities. So get to work. Let me know how I can help you because I'm committed to helping you in any way I can. That's why the workbook is free. That's why my content is free. I mean, I'll do what I can to help you. You've got to do what you can to help yourself. It starts with you. That's it. I do love you. Let me know what you need. And here's my non-musical outro. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 183, The Power of Your Mind. I certainly hope you are going to get into action to start harnessing the power of your mind so that your blood has the good chemicals of the perceptions of love instead of the stress hormones and the inflammatory agents. I do love you. Hang in there for now. And don't forget, please share this on social podcasts on social media. That's it.